Welcome back to Everyday Theology, where no episode will be longer than 10 minutes. This is Pastor Joel Dietrichs, giving you uh, topics about Christian theology that you can use in your daily life. You know, indeed, the things that we read as pastors and teachers in our church are, are called the Lutheran Confessions, and these documents are contained in what's called the Book of Concord. Now, when I say Book of Concord, sometimes people hear something like the Book of Mormon, okay? The Book of Mormon and its role for Mormons is completely different than the role of the Book of Concord for us. Concord means agreement, simply, and we're talking about agreement about the Holy Scriptures, you see. So the Book of Mormon is actually scriptures for the Mormon Church added to the Holy Bible. And so it's really not a church. We call it a cult for a reason. Um, it is uh, really strong out west where I came from, uh, Colorado. I'm now in Cleveland, Ohio. And um, if you're hearing this, you are a person who belongs to my church <laughs> or is uh, interested in Christian theology. So I just i am going to be straight with you. Uh, sorry, Mormon is a cult. Uh, a little bit sorry, not sorry. Um, they continually, continually try to make themselves a real church, um, but they're not. It, it is a cult. It is a complete misunderstanding. Uh, we can get into that later. I want to do a positive uh, episode here, beginning with the topic of the sacrament. So I, I began to read this at seminary. And, and learn this for the first time, and this really was helpful to me. So I want my first episode here to be about use of the sacrament of the altar, what we also call Holy Communion, or the Lord's Supper. Some Christians call this the Eucharist. Uh, from the Greek, Eucharisto, I give thanks. Okay. And I'm just going to read from, from Dr. Luther, uh, it's large catechism, now, we don't, see, we don't subscribe or have agreement with everything that Luther wrote. But we do have agreement with those writings of his that are in the Book of Concord, okay? And so pastors and teachers like myself and, and Deacon Jim, we, we have pledged ourselves to uh, teach and preach according to these documents. So, you know, that's why, really the only reason that, we read from these parts of, of Luther and, and consider them official, if you will. All right. Dr. Luther says, We must never regard the sacrament as a harmful thing from which we would flee, but as a pure, wholesome, soothing medicine that aids you and gives life in both soul and body. For where the soul is healed, the body is helped as well. Why then do we act as if the sacrament were a poison that would kill us if we ate it? In his time, they were receiving Holy Communion maybe two, three times a year because they felt they, they had to have confessed all of their sins rightly in order to even go to the supper. We now, at this point in our church, we have the sacrament every time we meet for divine service. Now, if I call it something else, uh, it'll be matins, okay, or a different type of service, maybe just uh, prayers and scripture reading. Um, but a divine service we have really every Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, and, and Wednesday now during pandemic. And so it's, it's medicine for 
the body and soul. We could see it that way. Uh, the main scriptures, First Corinthians 11. Okay, that's the main scripture. But um, I'll read a little more here of uh, somebody a lot better than, than I am, uh, Martin Luther. Um, those who feel their weakness, who are anxious to be rid of it and desire help, should regard and use the sacrament as a precious antidote against the poison in their systems. For here in the sacrament, you are to receive from Christ's lips the forgiveness of sins, which contains and brings with it God's grace and spirit, with all his gifts, protection, defense, and power against death, the devil, and every trouble. This is one of the beautiful emphases of the Lutheran Church, is the regard and use of the sacrament. How should you regard it? As medicine. How should you use it? As often as you can. Because what? Because why? Troubles and death and the devil himself are surrounding us every day, aren't they? You know, in, in today's world, uh, this is September 10th of 2020, and it was 19 years ago on September 11th. Although I want to make these episodes kind of evergreen, you know, and I don't normally want to mention the date I am today, it is December, it is, excuse me, September 10th of 2020 and 19 years ago on what was in that week a Tuesday, I distinctly remember. I went to early church history class at seminary and began to look at the faces of the other students as they walked. Now some, some guys were walking in 10, 15 minutes late. It's about nine o'clock in the morning and guys looked stunned. It was in the time, of course, before a lot of cell phones. And so you didn't have guys checking phones. Really, nobody had a telephone with them. But they had just heard news on radio, on TV. And, of course, it was about the uh, planes flying into the World Trade Center. The other plane in Pennsylvania having been hijacked. And God knew where that was going uh, as it was all unfolding morning of September 11th. The lecturer, I remember the professor just kind of kept going uh, with his lecture. And I think in hindsight, probably that professor is a little embarrassed that he did keep going with the lecture. But, you know, you, you don't conceive of something like that on a normal day. You just don't. So I give, you know, full forgiveness, understanding to that professor. You don't conceive of being attacked at the scale that we were attacked on 9-11 before that kind of thing actually happens. And so... Uh, throughout this section, you know, and, and the teaching of the other Lutheran pastors um, and the teaching of, of any good Christian pastor is daily and weekly you face the devil. I mean, the lies, the mountain of lies that he has and that he puts in, even puts in your head because uh, people who don't believe and are being, uh, as Dr. Luther would say classically, are being ridden by the devil. People, people who are kind of being ridden like a horse by the devil uh, are going to say all kinds of things and, and deception will come from their lips. So um, 
you have to be ready for that deception. You just do. You have to be ready. Then also, uh, some people say, well, I cannot go to the sacrament. I haven't been good this week. Okay. That is exactly when the sacrament, the Eucharist, is for you. Okay. That is exactly when it is for you. I will repeat myself. That is exactly when Jesus wants to feed you with the medicine of forgiveness. And really, um, really, immortality, okay? It's, it's giving you eternal life. It's, it's giving you a foretaste of the feast to come. Uh, we have these phrases in, in the church. Um, but it's, it's something to rejoice in, to draw near and take as often as you can. And I'm approaching now just one minute and ten seconds left, okay? We're almost done. On your part, you ought to be induced by your own need, which hangs around your neck, Luther says, and which is the very reason for Jesus' command, invitation, and promise in the Holy Sacrament. You know, all of it, uh, the new member classes, the, uh, the church council, the elders, all of it revolves around Christian worship. And at the center of Christian worship is receiving uh, Jesus' body and blood, as it says in his New Testament. So is means is. Uh, the real presence of his body is the way the Church of England put it, okay? And the way we say it in America, after the Lutheran Church learns English in America, it it agrees with the Anglican Church, you know, and uh, the number of others who say this is the real presence of Christ for you. And so that's how I begin this podcast, Everyday Theology. Come and receive. The table is now ready. The Lord be with you. God bless.